Oh man, the Ducks sweep the season series against the Boston Bruins. Despite a Gordie Howe hat-trick on the other side, the power play's working again and inject that game-winning celebration right into my veins. Let's hit the music. Your Locked On Ducks, your daily podcast on the Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, everybody? Welcome to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Jason J.D. Hernandez. I've been covering hockey for over a decade. Thank you all for making this your first listen of the day. Thanks again so much for your continued support, and thanks for making February the most listened to month in this podcast history. It is greatly, greatly appreciated. You can follow me on Twitter at StimpyJD. The show's Twitter is at LO underscore Ducks. All right, so let's get right into it. The Ducks had a dramatic victory against the Boston Bruins. This was a team that they beat last month, or rather two months ago. See, I did it again. I did it on the last podcast, and I did it again today. It's the start of March. Ha <laughs> ha It is not February anymore. Two months ago, the Ducks beat Boston in Boston, and they did it once again in Highly dramatic fashion. So instead of talking about each of the highlights, I'll just go through like the goals really quickly before talking about my biggest takeaways on this game. And there was a lot to take away from this game. You had a power play goal from Ricard Raquel. Then Nick Felino scored coming right back. Then you had some great goals from Isaac Lundestrom and Adam Henrique, who we will talk about a little bit later. Brandon Carlo came back and scored. Then David Posternak with a pretty big rocket of a shot that deflected off of a Ducks player that tied things up and then the very end oh man the very end that just gave me chills I will admit I was watching that game and I woke up the dogs I woke them up because of how excited I was at that goal and luckily they're both asleep let's see the one on my right is asleep the one yep they're both asleep so I will try to contain my excitement just a little bit. You can tell I'm excited, but I will try to contain it because they're asleep right now. The one takeaway that I want to talk about first is the power play. The power play is working once again for the Anaheim Ducks. This is a strength of theirs throughout the season, and this trend continued on last night's game. Right away, that first power play opportunity that the Ducks had, well, I mean, it went pretty well. The Rat, I mean, Brad Marchand, he got cro- caught cross-checking against Derek Grant. So the Ducks, right away on their power play, and right away they went with that first unit, which I think is one of the best units in the entire National Hockey League. Yes, I said it. One of the best in the entire National Hockey League. Why do I say that? Well, this is a first power play unit that yields a lot of quality chances, some good shots, a lot of goals, and it's happened yet again. This time we had a great line, and for the record, I really like watching Ricard Raquel play. I talked about him a lot on yesterday's podcast when I had my three stars of the week, and I said, look, Ricard Raquel is someone that we need to talk about more, and I'm going to talk about him even more now than I did yesterday. Because he was the one that got things going with that first goal. And honestly, it was just a beautiful passing exhibition. Can I even say that? Yeah, it was a passing exhibition that I really liked watching. You had... 
who'd you have out there? You had Zegris out there. You had Getsy out there. You had Raquel out there. You had Sonny Milano out there. You had Jamie Dreisel out there. That unit, that unit might be one of the best in the entire National Hockey League. We also had Troy Terry out there on a power play later on. But just that fivesome that I want to bring up again, Getsy, Milano, Zegris, Raquel, and Jamie Drysdale. Keep them together. Keep that fivesome together because they paid off right away. And the reason, there's a bunch of reasons why that fivesome pays off. Jamie Drysdale is a great quarterbacking defenseman. He's only 19. Let me say that again. Jamie Drysdale is only 19 years old, and he is quarterbacking that power play. And he does it with his great skating ability and his vision. So you have him quarterbacking the power play and doing a great job at 19. This game, I cannot get enough of his skating, but the fact that he gets some pretty accurate passes and does a good job of keeping the puck in the zone. Hampus Lindholm, he has had trouble with that throughout the season. Sometimes he does it really well. Sometimes he lets one slip out into the neutral zone. So Hampus does an okay job. And then you had, who else have you had? I think you had Fowler out in the power play a couple times. You've had Shaddy out on the power play once in a while. But Drysdale, he's improved a lot on keeping the puck in. So having him quarterback is terrific. Now let's talk about the forwards because I will talk about them a lot. Sonny Milano and Trevor Zegris. Do not separate those two. I made a point of that before the game even started. You had that tandem of Milano and Zegris back together. And by the way, you also had Henrik Getzlaff and Terry back together again. Woohoo! So those top two lines looked really good. No Comtois? Well, maybe no problem for this particular power play unit. Milano and Zegris together on the power play just creates some kind of magic because they know where the other one is. They kind of have a sixth sense together. Then you have future Hall of Famer Ryan Getzloff in the mix, who's a terrific playmaker and part of the reason why he's having some rejuvenated numbers this season. Getze could have 40 assists this season, and he would be thrilled with that. He'd be absolutely thrilled with that. And then there's Ricard Raquel, my first star of last week for the Anaheim Ducks, who is pretty freaking good at putting the puck away. And for a team that doesn't have a whole lot of finishers, Ricard Raquel can be that guy that finishes. You know, he is starting to get up there in the stats. I would like to see him get to 40, 50 points this season. It, it still could happen. He can get 40, 50 points this season. Maybe, maybe not. But this is a great start. Ricard, Ricard Raquel's 15th of the season. That made it one nothing Ducks early on. Then that fivesome went at it again. But you know what? Dallas Eakins, you ready for this? He did something smart here. After that McAvoy hooking penalty that was drawn by Ryan Getzloff. By the way, very smart playing by Ryan Getzloff towards the end there. And Dallas Eakins did a smart thing by calling a timeout right there. Wait, Dallas Eakins did something smart? He got the top two lines back together and he called a timeout before the power play? To get his best players out there? Uh, Yes, please. That's exactly what he did. He got Raquel back out there. He got Getzloff back out there. He got Zegers back out there. Milano. Drysdale. Whew. That looks really good. Also smart by replacing Lindholm with Milano. So, 
you had most of the same guys back out there, which is also why he called that timeout. Most of those guys were already out there at the time. So then you bring up Getzloff, who does a great job of doing his job. He needed to win the faceoff, and that's exactly what happened. Ducks got the faceoff. Ryan Getzloff did his job yet again, passed it around. I think pretty much everyone on the Ducks roster at least got a touch around that time. And then Getze, with the nice, nice feed to Jamie Drysdale, kind of kind of out on the point, like point, not quite point, like high slot area, then got it to Trevor Zegris, who just blasted it. And you know who was right up in front? Yeah, Sonny Milano. That big body of Sonny Milano got right in the way of Jeremy Swayman, and that puck went right through. And you could see the celebration that Zegris did. I will talk about that in the second segment, but that celebration was everything. Puck goes in from about just below the point. Zegris is pumped. The crowd is pumped. 22 seconds left on the clock. That is your game-winning goal on the power play. Ducks were victorious 4-3 in a much-needed victory to keep their playoff hopes alive. And once again, this was all about the power play. I talked about Drysdale. I talked about the connection between Milano and Zegris. I talked about... Raquel being the finisher. I talked about Getzloff being that playmaker. One other aspect about this power play that I want to talk about before we head into the first intermission is the passing back and forth. These are not selfish passes. These are passes with a purpose. Not only are they going around the horn effectively, but they are getting those very effective cross ice passes back and forth, or as I like to call it, passes through the Royal Road. They are great they are precise and honestly those tape to tape passes chef's kiss freaking chef's kiss all great components of a fantastic power play and one of the reasons why the ducks are still right now a top five power play team as of this recording the ducks are not top five rather they're six they're tied for fifth with the New York Rangers. So, uh, you know, top five, top six, whatever. The Ducks are still one of the top power play teams in the National Hockey League, above 25%. Those special teams, and especially that power play, it is still working for the Ducks. Two power play goals, the first one, and the game winner. You've got to love it if you're a Ducks fan. All right, we're going to head into the first intermission. But first, let's talk about everybody's favorite protein bar, Built Bar, which is better than ever. They have 18 fantastic flavors covered in a chocolate fondue. And Built Bar is definitely helping with my New Year's resolution by staying fit, by staying healthy. If I need a great snack after a long walk or a little bit of a jog, I'll have a Built Bar. Or maybe some Built Puffs. Those are delicious too. Talk about protein-infused marshmallowy goodness. Built Puffs are for you. And they have several great flavors there, including my personal favorite, the Churro Puff. One of the best flavors of Built Bar ever, ever. If you want to check these out for yourself, head over to Built.com right now and use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order of Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar ever. All right, coming up after the first intermission, 
we're going to talk all about the man, the myth, the kid, the legend, Trevor Zegris. Stay locked in. Welcome back to Locked On, Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You're locked in with Jason J.D. Hernandez as we continue to talk about the Ducks' 4-3 victory over the Boston Bruins. And this segment is going to have a focus. You know what the focus is going to be on. It's going to be on the man, the myth, the legend, Trevor Zegras, only 20 years old. So I can't quite call him the legend yet. However... He's already putting on some high-quality performances, providing us with countless highlights. As far as I'm concerned, he's he's going to be a legend. He's going to be a legend, mark my words. Trevor Zegris is that guy, but it's really about that line in general. And I'm talking about the milano Zegris ricky line. Ricard Raquel, he's been making a name for himself over the past few games, he had that kind of hat trick last Tuesday against the San Jose Sharks. He had another pretty good performance this game as well. I liked Ricky on this game a lot for multiple reasons. One of my favorite reasons that I liked Ricky on this game was because he was getting in the right spots to try to finish plays. He tried very hard. Raquel only had the one goal, the power play goal, early in the game. But looking at that line, they nearly took the lead earlier in the third period. There was one shift maybe midway through the third period where they nearly took the lead on what ended up being a very good pass down the slot and really coming off the rush, which is one of their biggest keys to success is coming off the rush. They were great, especially that line. And you had all three of Zegris, Milano, and Raquel they had quality chances throughout that period. And speaking of that line, that line got probably the most play in that third period. So imagine imagine that. You have your two strongest lines out there for the majority of the third period. And your fourth line, which only saw, I think it was two minutes and I want to say 30 seconds. Let me look this up really quick. Two minutes, 34 seconds was all the time that the fourth line had in that third period. That's it. The top lines, they got about five minutes each, more than five minutes each. That's how you win games. The top line of Henrik, Terry, Getzloff. And then you had that stellar line that I'm going to talk about more, Zegris, Raquel, Milano. Milano is that big body. He's a good player, and he's a very heady player that does get, I love to say this, in the dirty areas. He's not afraid to get bruised a little bit and try to elbow your way to the corners or make your way in front of the net and be a good screen with that big butt of his. He knows how to use it, folks. And he did it once again on that power play goal. So each of those three players are pretty much maximizing their advantages. Milano with his big body being able to get in front of the net. Trevor Zegras with his playmaking ability and also with that sniper shot that he has once in a while. And Ricard Raquel. We know Raquel can finish. We've seen it before. Do I need to repeat what I said yesterday? Well, you know what? I'm going to repeat it right now. Ricard Raquel, I mentioned this on yesterday's podcast. He was approaching 40 points this season. 
his career high is 69 points, which is nice. I still think he can get to 40, maybe 45 points this season, and he can get to 20, 30 goals. Well, maybe not 30 goals, but he can get to 20-plus goals this season, and that would be fine. That would be fine for Ricard Raquel. He's approaching his total from last season of 28. He should pass that easily. He should get to 40. I think he will. So you have that finishing ability. Don't forget, Ricard Raquel, he has been an all-star too. He's been an all-star. Don't forget that. And then there's Trevor Zegras. Trevor Zegras has the chutzpah, the balls, to have that celebration in front of the Boston Bruins bench. Holy crap. As soon as that puck crossed the line with just over 20 seconds left, Trevor Zegras knew the moment. He knew how significant this game was because the Ducks had lost their previous two games and lost them badly. They needed this win. So Zegras understood the moment. He understood they needed the victory. And he understood that he needed to bring that jolt of energy to the crowd, to the rest of his teammates, to everybody involved. He needed to have that celebration. He pumped his freaking fist in the air and pumped it right in front of those smug Boston Bruins. That's how you freaking do it. You pump your fist, look right at the opponents and say, yeah, F you guys. I scored right in front of you. You guys just lost. You got Zegrist. That's the kind of attitude that we need. That's the kind of balls that we need to see from this young man. And it's not a new thing. He's done this countless times before. He did it in World Juniors when he all but guaranteed an American victory over the Canadians in World Juniors. Okay, he didn't quite guarantee it. But I remember that Zegris did say that Team Canada hadn't faced a team like Team USA and they were going to be in trouble. And you know what? Zegris was right. He had the balls to come out at the Beanpot tournament and say, no, this is my tournament. And he tied things up in Boston, by the way, as a member of the BU Terriers. He tied it up and he was excited there jumping into the bench. We saw how excited he was when he got that game winner against the Caps and threw his stick into the crowd we saw that disbelief and his excitement on the flying z goal we saw his excitement with the lacrosse goal that fist pump in some ways almost tops all of them almost it is significant because of the moment the ducks needed this folks before that game i saw a lot of folks on twitter saying well Maybe that's the end of the season. Maybe they're going to come back down to earth and we're not going to see much. Like I, I saw some positive tweets, but I also saw the negative tweets and there were slightly more of them than usual. Ducks fans were kind of resigned that they were probably going to lose to the Bruins. But Zegras faced the Bruins dead on and said, no, nah, y'all are my bitches. I'm taking you on, and I'm going to win this game. And he did just that. He gave the Ducks fans a little bit of hope for any postseason slot this year. There's still hope. He gave them the energy, and he knows it. All right, we're going to head into the second intermission and talk a little bit more about this one, and we'll get to that on the other side. 
Welcome back to episode number 492 of Locked On Anaheim Ducks. You're locked in with Jason J.D. Hernandez once again. So I'm mentioning the episode numbers 492. We're getting pretty close to 500. Yep, I'll just say that for now. Eight episodes to go. So some other news and notes about this game that I had not mentioned yet. I did say the time on ice was pretty small for that fourth line, and I did mention that already. I did mention that that top line with the Terry and Getzloff line, they had about five and a half minutes together, which was significant. Closer to six minutes, actually. So, yeah, it's pretty significant. Six and a half minutes. That's really good. The Zegris line, they were out there for about five and a half minutes, even strength. They were out there, some of those guys were out there for about six minutes. So, hmm, imagine that. Putting your top line out there for the majority of the third period, and that's how they win it. Even the Lundestrom line, they were out there for five minutes, and they did pretty well. Lundestrom, I thought, had a good game. We didn't talk about Lundestrom at all in this one, so I'm going to give him his praise for the next few seconds. I thought he had some good shifts. He worked very hard on both ends of the ice. He had good hustle. He had that fantastic goal to make a 2-1. to Those are the kind of games that make me think Isaac Lundstrom is coming into his own. And I would like to believe that this could be a huge stepping stone game for Isaac Lundstrom. Again, showing that confidence. Lundstrom, that was his 13th goal of the season. He's got 25 points this year. He's got 40 career points. So he's finally coming into his own. And once again... Lundestrom is only 22 years old. Let the kids play. There, finally said it. Hashtag let the kids play. Lundestrom, you had a good game. Ricard Raquel I talked about a lot on here. Um, I also want to point out the one of my favorite sites is the Hockey Stat Cards website where it shows which players had a good game, which one's not so good. Ryan Getzloff had the best game score. He was all over the place. He had his hands on pretty much every significant play Three assists on this night. Did well in the faceoff dot. He had a game score of 2.79. But Jamie Drysdale, he had a really good game as there. He had some good blocked shots. He was also very good on the expected goals and also contributed to that immense assist during that game. And Adam Henrique, who I talked about yesterday, being the third star of the week, Henrique had another quality game. Another goal to add to his already great total. Hmm. Maybe I should name some of these guys stars more often because, hey, my first and third star, they both got goals in this game. So they were terrific. And, of course, Troy Terry continues to be very good at hockey. So a great all-around effort by the top-line guys. Those are going to be the guys that are going to do well. And as long as those two top lines stay together... For the rest of the season, they've got a decent shot at this, folks. They've got a pretty good shot at making the playoffs. You never know. Now, shots on goal were in favor of the Bruins. It was 34-28. So, yeah, the Ducks were outshot again. And the shot attempts were 59. Rather, I take that back. 62-53. to In favor of the Bruins, so the Ducks still need to work on not allowing these teams to outshoot them like this. Yeah, it's still a thing, but the high danger chances were definitely in favor of the Ducks. 10-6 to in that category. They got finishers. 
as long as they utilize them well enough, they will finish. So one more news and note before we head off, and this has to do with the standings. The Ducks have 61 points. They are sitting fifth in the division right now. And this is close, folks. Edmonton has 63 points. Vegas has 64 points. The Kings have 65 points. The Ducks do have two games extra that they've played. They've played 56 games, so they have 26 games left. Calgary way out in front with 70 points. They have four games in hand. They've got a ton of games in hand. They were riding that 10-game winning streak that recently got snapped. And now they're right back on a two-game winning streak after that. So they're definitely rolling. They've won 12 of their last 13 games. And some of those games have come against very good opponents. I'm starting to believe in Calgary more and more. But Anaheim, they're right there. It's a four-point separation between second and fifth place. And if the Ducks can get some of these key wins coming up, then they probably have a shot. In fact, let's look at the Ducks' upcoming schedule, shall we? Their next game will take place on Friday against those dorks, the Vegas Golden Knights. Yep, them again. Then the Chompy Boys come to town on Sunday, taking on the Sharks. Then the Ducks have that road trip. Blackhawks, Predators, Devils, Islanders, Rangers. That could be the make-or-break road trip for this team. But they've got to get through these Pacific Division foes first, and especially the game against the Vegas Golden Knights. If they can at least get a point against Vegas, I mean, ideally they'd get two points. But if they can get at least one, then they might be on a decent enough path and still have a shot at this. So we'll see how that goes later on in the week. So we got the Friday, Sunday to look forward to. All right, that's going to do it for today's podcast. Tomorrow will be, yeah, tomorrow's Thursday. We're going to have Locked On Goals tomorrow, and there's going to be a slew of games to talk about and some some little roster movement that happened. We will talk about all of that as well as the Goals search for a playoff spot in their own right. So that'll be Locked On Goals for tomorrow's podcast. And Friday, we'll be back talking about the Ducks. We'll have a game preview. That one's going to be fun. And I decided that we're also going to have a special weekend episode. So we're going to have a lot of episodes this week, a bonus episode this weekend, because we have two games this weekend. So, yeah, that'll be coming up over the weekend. All right. Thank you all so much for listening. Don't forget to make this your first listen of the day. And why not make Locked On Bets with your boy Q the second listen of the day? Check him out on Locked On Bets. And also make Locked On NHL your third listen of the day. Today is Wednesday, so it's Western Conference Wednesdays with Jess Belmosto and Sarah Avampado. Once again, that is Locked On NHL Western Conference Wednesdays. All right. You can follow me on Twitter at StimpyJD. The show's Twitter is at LO underscore Ducks. This podcast is free and available across all platforms, including Odyssey, Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, among others. And also, also, don't forget that we have episode number 500 coming soon. Yep, that's all I'm going to say about it. So 
keep listening to Locked on Anaheim Ducks. Thank you all so much for listening. It is greatly, greatly appreciated. For Locked on Anaheim Ducks, I'm Jason J.D. Hernandez saying have a great rest of the day. Please continue to be safe out there, be kind to one another, and Ducks fly together. And after that big win, we've got to do this. Quack, 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 quack. Have a good one, everyone. Bye.